Hey, this is Alex Kemp from Wolf of the Door. Uh, I'm the creator of the very worst thing that could possibly happen. And I wanted to mention that today's episode is brought to you by another show called The Strata. And it's a dystopian audio fiction about this aging courier who's forced to go into business with an underworld gang in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Really colorful show, rich vocal performances, great sound design. It was super enjoyable. So I thought, you know, you guys might want to take a listen. Um, check it out. You can find and listen to The Strata wherever you get your podcast, for instance, wherever you're listening to this. And thanks to The Strata for their support of our show, The Very Worst Thing. Stick around at the end of today's episode. There's a, a little teaser for their show, so you can check it out. All right. Meanwhile, enjoy the very worst thing. And uh, yeah, talk soon. Bye. Say it. The future enters into us and transforms itself inside of us. Long before it comes to pass. Kate reporting. Mom and Sarah are at the club, but I'm pretty sure they're being followed. Please advise. They've made up the room to be a first love on a summer vacation in the south. <laughs> Smell the wind? Yes. And the ocean. I, I can smell it. Comment c'est possible? The room was bathed in a dim golden light, like sunset. Three or four couples were laying on blankets and pillows, whispering to each other and touching each other softly. I saw a beach umbrella. Black and white stripes. Exactly the one that I stared up at when I lost my virginity. Ugh, all those feelings came rushing back to me. And I squeezed Claire's hand, missing that time and the smell of the ocean. Ugh, and that clumsy boy from town, Giraffe. Oh, what a clown. But he made me laugh. And he had the softest lips. So I let him. It was simple. And this one too. Come look. <coughs> so much cigarette smoke. I think this is university. Look, it's a college party. 
this time round, it was absolutely clear. I remembered that night, and I had remembered it hundreds of times. The room looked like a regular dorm room, small and cramped with one tiny window. It was my second year at university. My friend and I had gone to a party. Everyone was drunk, and this band played. Oh, they were not good. Later, when I wanted to leave, I knew my friend had snuck off with some literature student. He said he was studying real cat, actually. So I went to find them. When I got near the room upstairs, I could hear them fucking, so I opened the door slowly and peeked in like a spy. She had the literature student and also the guitar player from the crappy band up there. And they were both fucking her. She was on her knees on the bed with Rilke in front and the guitar player behind her. I couldn't believe it. I mean, she was that kind of person, outgoing, a flirt, so much braver than me. I wanted to join them, to have them do that to me. But no way, <laughs> I couldn't. Remember? This is for me. Of course it's for you. But how? Because the future enters into us. Now go. This time you go. I took a few steps forward, so slowly. Rilke stood up and came to me and took my hand. <sighs> All in one motion, he kissed me and undressed me and put me on the bed. Briefly, I saw Claire's silhouette in the doorway before I felt so good. I had to close my eyes. I was on my back and Rilke kneeled by my head. The guitar player pushed into me as I tasted Rilke for the first time. The girl, standing for my friend, she kissed my cheek. And we shared Rilke and kissed each other as the guitar player started moving faster, holding my thighs apart and pushing. Then she reached her hand between my legs and touched me until all of me was filled. And I came and felt heat on my stomach and my breasts as both the boys came. I own this moment. It's mine. I can share it with you, Rao keep it secret. I can hold it in my memory and relish it and love it and love myself. There is no tax on this joy. No part of it that I owe to anyone. Here, my sweet. Let me clean you off. Oh, that was good. Amazing. <laughs> Go. There's more? One more. Let's do it! One for you, Mr. Ming, and one for me. Oops. Uh, you guys are wasted. <laughs> it's like 20 more hours to Kazakhstan, buddy. 
What else are we gonna do? It's your liver, baby. You're not exactly the picture of health over there, Scarecrow. What you weigh these days? 140, 145 at the most. <laughs> Last time I checked, I was 138. Fuck. I think I have some peanuts in my bag. You want some peanuts? Mr. Wu. Mr. Wu, you in there? Are you guys sure he's okay? He's, he's fine. fine. You say so, man. What was that? Cow. Sometimes they fall asleep on the tracks. Oh, gross. Yeah, that's what those triangular things on the front of the trains are for. They're cow scoop. Cow scoops. Cow scoops. You gotta scoop them out of the way. <laughs> gotta scoop them out of the way. You gotta, you gotta do it. Scoop them out of the way. Scoop, okay. scoop. Nice, okay, I'm gonna go get some it. Scoop lies. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. I was standing on the platform between the train cars when I heard him. I don't know how I could. Over the wind and the giant steam engine of the train. But I looked down, and there he was. A little goldfish. Flapping around and coughing. He was inches from the side of the steel plate I was standing on, just about to fall and get squashed by the wheels of the train. Whoa, whoa, buddy. I got you. Whew, man, that was close. Water. What? Water. They need water. Where's your tank? Next, next car. Okay, okay, so then the Zulu lady, she picks up the fucking chainsaw. Anyone in here missing a goldfish? Oh, shit. Did you drop her? No. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. Oh, oh, here. Here, his tank's right here. Shit, Bernard, so sorry about that. <laughs> it's literally your only job. To make sure I don't die. That's it. And look after Madame over here. Okay, her too. But she's just a lump of meat, so not exactly secret service level protection is what I'm fucking saying. I said I'm sorry. Yeah, Bernard, he said he's sorry. Come down, okay? Ah, you guys are wasted. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate the heads up. Good looking out. Sure thing. So, where are you headed? Same place you are. Almaty? Nah, nah, the middle. We're headed to the middle. So not Kazakhstan? Nah, that's your middle. Our middle is a little north of there. A town called Omsk. Huh. Shitburg. There's like nothing there. You're lucky. I am? Yeah. Almaty is great. Silk Road, so much history. Plus, since the fall of the USSR, the dictators have really been pouring a lot of money into that town. Ah, uh, but by the time you get there, I think it's still under Moscow. But, uh, yeah, very regal. You want a drink? We owe you a drink for saving Bernard. Yeah, we have soju. You guys were in Korea? Mm-hmm, yeah. I went there to work for Samsung. It was so fun. They, like, love Brazilians there. I was a total rock star. And I'm not that tall, but I feel like so tall. <laughs> it was the best. Where were you? Uh, Hong Kong. There you go. So same deal. Uh, I guess I didn't really notice. Thanks. Bottoms up. Gunbei. Woo, still hate that stuff. It's like wheat flavored cough syrup. You look skinny. 
How much weight did you lose? 35 pounds. That's not so bad. I lost 54. 54 fucking pounds. Back in college, I was like the drinking champion at my sorority. Now I take one shot and I'm wasted. Who, um, were you writing letters to? This guy in Sweden, Bajalan. Ever heard of it? Uh, no. <laughs> That's because it's in the middle of nowhere. Like way up north on the border with Finland. Reindeer and shit. <laughs> wait, wait. I never finished my story about the Zulu lady with the chainsaw. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, okay, where were we? Uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna head out. Thanks for the drink. Cool. See you around. Hey, buddy. Thanks. Oh, and uh, say hi to Ming for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, you got it. So there's two drunk people, a talking goldfish, and the Korean woman who's passed out on the bunk. It's a mirror image of me, Vinny, Ming, and Mr. Wu. I look into the next cabin. The curtain is drawn, but I can still peek in. A fox is drinking schnapps from a metal bowl. A couple of Germans are wasted, including a very strong-looking woman. They're singing an old drinking song. My hat, it has three corners. You're such a clown, you can't do this, it's so easy. <laughs> Germans are always a little too honest with their criticism for my taste. Soften the blow, buddy. The next cabin was a big tropical-looking parrot and some Vietnamese people with a passed-out Buddhist monk lying on the bunk. The one after that was two Indian women, a big fat guinea pig, and a dilapidated-looking Sikh guy drooling on himself in the corner. They didn't even try to get him in the bunk. So that's where I am, Sarah a train full of mistakes that need to be fixed, heading towards some place called the middle. I think that's where I get to meet you. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm just... <laughs> I don't know. Are you a real Kifan? Um, I don't know much of his work, honestly. I read a few things back in college when I was trying to date some German girl. Total waste of my time. Anyway, uh, Rilke was in love with this older woman for years. You know, this amazing woman named Lou Andrea Salome. She hung out with Nietzsche and Freud, and they would write letters to each other, I guess kind of like us. And in one of them, I remember this so clearly, he said, what should a man do who has so little grasp of life that he must just let it happen to him and who learns that his own volition is always something less than some other great will, in whose current he sometimes gets caught up in, like an object on a receding tide. What should a man do, Sarah? Can he do nothing? Would that work? There you are, bud. Got a smoke? Sure. Thanks. 
It's nice out. Look at the stars. Yeah. Beautiful, huh? I'm not much of an outdoor type, but it's pretty sweet. What the fuck? Is that Trotsky? Who? Hey, Trotsky! Trotsky, yeah! What are you doing here? Oh, hello! <laughs> Comment ça va? Um... Sarah. Oh, yes, yes, Sarah. Ça va, merci. Uh, this is my friend Claire. Enchanté, Claire. Enchanté. So they call you Trotsky now. Claire, goodness! What? Look at him! He's delicious. Ah, so you know each other. Great. Why am I not surprised? We, um, how would I put it? Uh... <laughs> I'd say we're both rooks, but I'm white and he's black. But we play together sometimes. Eh, <laughs> okay, ça suffit là. Sarah, what are you doing here? I have to say I'm surprised by you. Again. I'm mailing a letter. Everyone has secrets here, Trotsky. That's what this place is for. You didn't bring your dad, I see. Not exactly his kind of place. Hmm, it's a bit uh, progressive, if not communist. Uh, there is a lot of communing going on. Uh, is it yours? Excuse me? Uh, is it your kind of place? Oh, uh, I'm working. This is research. <laughs> is that what they call it now? No, I'm serious. What are you researching? It is for my PhD. Sexual taboos as an arm of state control. Is that why you fucked me? To rebel against the state? Well, if I'm honest, I had a couple of motives. Uh, but rebellion was definitely one of them. The owner of that restaurant is a complete asshole. Sarah, do you have the letter? Yes. Chotsky, be a sweetheart and get us a canister for the pneumatic tubes. They have them at the bar. Meanwhile, we have a few things on our checklist. Of course. Happy to help in uh, any way I can. Nice to see you. <laughs> He's so hot. I know. You fucked him? In the bathroom of a restaurant at lunchtime. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember this? I'm, I'm not sure. It might not be your memory. It might be Raoul's. He and I are sharing memories now. We all share memories, Sarah. But your brains, they're so entwined. Do you know Charles Babbage? I don't think he came up in the brief. The brief? The dossier for this mission. Claire, look at me. I don't know why you tell me one thing, then tell me something else. I I don't know why I think you're a guide one minute and a liar and a spy the next. I, I will never hurt you. You will be the end of me. Or at least the end of a version of me. The one I am now, this era, she's almost gone. She is. It's true. No, but listen to me. You can't kill me. You cannot. Listen. What's that? I wrote this down. It, it seemed important. I wanted you to know it, too. So I recited. What a strange chaos is this wide atmosphere we breathe. Every atom, impressed with good and with ill, 
retains at once the motions which philosophers and sages have imparted to it, mixed and combined in ten thousand ways with all that is worthless and base. The air itself is one vast library, on whose pages are forever written all that men has ever said, or women whispered. There, in the mutable but unerring characters, mixed with the earliest as well as with the latest size of mortality, stand forever recorded, vows unredeemed, promises unfulfilled, perpetuating in the united movements of each particle, the testimony of man's changeful will. Mm. One last time. Then I'll be asleep. And dreaming. This is in my memory. Where are we? Close your eyes. Can't you hear the waves? We're there. Where? It's a beach in Nicosia, the coast of Argentina, and it's 1987. No. How? It's not possible. Yes. It's 1987, and Raúl is 14. He has a crush on the neighbor's daughter, but she's 16 and she's been teasing him all summer. Girls are mean. This <laughs> is so mean, especially when we were young, right? It's born into us, but some of us outgrew it. I did. Yes, you did. This girl, she did not. She teased Raúl all summer. Letting her bikini slip when he was staring at her on the beach, eyeing him at the pool as he climbed up the ladder to the diving board, and she was beautiful—dark eyes and black hair and golden skin—and her tits, her tits were amazing, <laughs> like yours. <sighs> at the end of the summer. When all their friends had gone, this girl, she could finally see Raoul because she didn't need to impress anyone now, and she was bored and alone. They take a walk on the beach. They lie down in the dune grass, and she takes his hand and puts it here, and they don't go all the way. They grind against each other, trying to break through, trying so hard to feel what it's like to be inside someone else. Like this, I have to put myself against you. Like that? Yes. Oh, oh fuck! I don't love you, Claire. I can't. That's not the point. Just fuck me. But tell me, honestly, don't you love me, Sarah? No. Please don't. Don't ask. Maybe. I don't want to love you. I just need you to fucking come. Fuck. Bite me. Bite my neck. Harder.
Are you guys ready? Ah, come on, Sarah, we have to go. What? Where? The letter, remember? Get dressed. Oh, yeah, it's in my purse. Chotsky, you have the canister? Right here. Well, give it... You can come in, we're not shy. Here. Put the letter in the canister, Sarah. Okay. Come on, you remember the access tube, yes? At the end of the hallway? Yes, uh, to the left, no? Here, this one. And Rao will get this. If everything's working. Everything's working. They have a mail drop in about uh, 20 minutes. Well, okay. Hello, Rao. Talk to you soon. We have to hurry. The cab's waiting. To go where? Why won't you guys tell me what the fuck is happening? I did. I told you we had to put you to sleep, mail a letter, and then go on a trip. So let's go, we don't want to miss the plane. And I'm asleep now? I'm not asleep. You are. Now come on, we have to go. Claire, what about my clothes? My passport? I have a bag in the car for you. Did you go in my apartment? Well, um... This is insane! I thought you guys were on different sides. I can't just leave Paris, I have a job. Sarah... We are fixing a problem. A problem that you know exists and has always existed. And it's been crushing you from the inside since the day you could speak. So stop trying to act like you need more information to make a decision. You don't. You know exactly what I'm talking about and you always have. I, uh, we have to go. Okay, come on. Who's I? I am. That's my other name. Your real name. Of course not. There you are. Ready to go? Airport? Yes. And hurry. I'll meet you there. The van's parked around the corner. You have our friend in there? Of course. Good. Red hand 5307. Yes, I'll hold. Go ahead. The mission's changed. The candle is lit. We have to go to plan B. Shit. Fine. I'll telephone the embassy. We'll have a team in place when you arrive. Copy that. You're traveling with them? Yes, sir. Good. That gives us an edge. Sir, um, I'm concerned about the tactics. We don't want to harm the target, correct? Don't get soft on me now, or you'll wind up like the real Totsky, dead in a ditch. I won't, sir. You fucking better not. What 
damn We're fine. It's okay. It's it's fine, man. It's just the mail. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. They hang the mail in these giant bags, and when the train goes by, they put out this boom with a hook on it to catch it. scared the shit out of me. Right? It's pretty old school. No, seriously. I can't take it, Minnie. Okay, 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 okay. Just, just sit down for a second. You'll be okay. I don't fucking think so, Vinny. Look at me. I'm a sack of bones. Man, my pants don't fit. I get tired walking up the block. What? What's happening to me? Don't worry. There's a plan. I mean, I think there's a plan. They don't tell me shit. It's pretty fucking aggravating, to be honest. I mean, I have a BA from Northwestern. It's like... But... Do I survive this? Bro, seriously, they don't tell me dick. But I hope so. You're a good dude. So, yeah, I hope so. Fuck. Yeah. Champagne? 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 Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. Tickets, please? Oh, um... Uh, <laughs> voila. I have them. Thank you. You are in seat 7A, B, and C. Uh, and no baggage? Oh, they're loading that now, sir. Don't worry about it. They're very careful. Très bien. Uh, thank you. Welcome aboard. Champagne? Champagne? Um, why are we leaving so late at night? Is that normal? Oh yes, it's much more convenient that way. We'll get to Istanbul in the morning and you'll be rested and ready to explore. Istanbul? We're connecting to Almaty. It's a quick layover. Oh, that's exciting. I don't go there often. Only Aeroflat flies that route. My Russian is good, but my Kazakh is a little rough. Tell me... Charlie. Tell me, Charlie, what languages do you speak? All the usual. French, of course. English, German, Spanish, Korean, Italian, Portuguese. Oh, and Catalan. That's amazing. I'm so jealous. Has anyone ever told you that knowing lots of languages is sexy? Claire. <laughs> of course it is. Everyone knows that. Ciao. Champagne? Champagne? Dear Rao, as I sat on the plane with Trotsky and Claire, I felt three things, all quite distinct and clear from each other. I felt nervous that I would just disappear from my job and my family. They would have no idea where I was. It seemed quite inconsiderate and unlike me. They would be worried. But then, I felt free. Sipping a glass of champagne, going somewhere I'd never been before. Like the world had pulled back its curtains, and the show was finally about to begin. And then I felt something else. I looked out the window at the night sky and the flashing lights. And I could see they were loading something long and heavy into the plane. It was a coffin. Is death a part of this realm? Am I flying straight into oblivion?
very worst thing that could possibly happen is written and directed by Alex Kemp, starring Antonia Desplat as Sarah, Isaac Gonzalez Rossi as Raul, and Yvette Liu as Claire. This episode also features performances by Mo Jury Lamour, Pej Vedat, Francois Guettery, and James Taku Long, with Tiffany Chu, Kai Chen, Chelsea Rose Cook, Camila Borgasani, Kevin Steedham, and Brian Yang. The show is produced by Chica Barbosa. Engineer and sound designer is Bo Milkus. Our intimacy coordinator was Denise Kamalo, the sensitivity reader, Sarah Clark. Music is by Alex Kemp. Production coordinators are Kendra McDonald and Louise Nett. Consulting producers, Camilo Garzon and Federico Torado. The executive producers are Winnie Kemp and Alex Kemp. The show is recorded and mixed at Wolf of the Door Studios in Venice, California. To find out more about the show and our other shows, look for us on Instagram or Twitter at WATD Studios. You can also sign up for our mailing list and find out some more information at our website, WLFDR.com. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. Hand over the package and we'll let you go. You'll let me go? Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with rust! Ever! Anyone who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it. The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.